What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. All we can be sure of is this. Zach Berry and Grayson Weir are hashtag not committed. I love a good train wreck. Hey, hey, what up? This is Not Committed. I'm your host, Zach Berry. Joining me as always, Grayson Weir. Grayson, good afternoon. How are we doing on this fine Tuesday? March is here. It is March. Shout out John Rothstein. It is March indeed. John Rothstein hit that tweet right at 12.01 Eastern time this morning. And it's time to lock in and, and get ready for some, some pretty intense March Madness here coming up. We saw six top 10 basketball teams go down over the weekend. So we're gearing up for a pretty incredible tournament. Although, of course, the Rebels will not be participating in the postseason this year. <laughs> no, they will not. Um, unless maybe a CIT or CBI bid comes their way and Kermit decides <laughs> they need some extra work. But we all know that neither of those things are going to happen. And there will not be any postseason basketball for Ole Miss. But as we record this on Tuesday, uh, the Rebels are gearing up for a chance to take down Kentucky tonight. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, no. <laughs> before we get into uh, the show, which we're going to have tons and tons of recruiting talk, um, little uh, little inside baseball here as we were doing some pre-show prep we are going to have some fun we're going to flip the uh flip the script turn the tables all the metaphors uh grayson is going to be talking to me asking me questions about the under armor next camp that i was at in atlanta there was tons tons of stuff going on a lot of almost targets we're going to get there in a moment but before we do i do want to ask because you mentioned it a buddy of mine asked me uh yesterday who i thought could potentially get bounced early in the tournament. So a higher seed that could get bounced early. I'm going to ask you for three teams. I have mine. I'm going to ask you, though, first. You have three three teams that will be, I guess, a top five or six seed that you think might get bounced unexpectedly. I think Gonzaga. Whoa. There. They, Whoa. I mean, we saw them lose at St. Mary's over the weekend. Same hey, the thing. Gales, the Gales are nothing to to trifle with now. No, they're not, but but they're equivalent to other teams throughout the country. Gonzaga's always in the mix to lose early. I think they also have a real shot to get back to the final four, potentially even the national championship game. But if they get caught on an off day against the seven seed, against the six seed, St. Mary's is probably going to be a six six seed or so. They could get caught on an off day and go down early. Um, I think Houston is another team that could get caught mm-hmm. off guard. Um, I like they, I like that pick. They did last year, I think. No, no, no. They they just got smacked in the Final Four last year. Um, let's see, one more. I'm gonna go. I think this one depends on where they sit in the bracket, but I think USC has mm. a problem with playing down to their opponents as someone who grew up with the SC program. I watched pretty much all of the Trojans games this year. And while they're undeniably um, one of the best teams in the country, a top 25 program, probably a five seed, maybe a six seed come the big dance, uh, they could definitely end up playing down to somebody like a 
I don't know, Creighton or a, a Wake Forest or even something like a Michigan, you know, that, that 6-11 game mm-hmm. uh, that could get interesting and they could could get cut off, caught off guard there where their defense just doesn't doesn't stand strong enough and, and go down. So yeah, I'll go, I'll go Gonzaga, USC, and Houston will be my three. What about you? Okay. Well, you took one of mine. I had the Trojans in my three, but I'll stick in the conference of champions in California. I think UCLA has a, they, they, they kind of have that same thing that you were talking about with Gonzaga. If they're off, they can get picked off um, early. I don't know why. I, I still think they're a good, I think, I think they're a good team, but yeah, I mean, in the tournament, it only takes one game. Um, I honestly think Auburn could potentially get knocked off early. I think they lean a little too much on Jabari Smith. True freshman. Is he, can he do it? Can he be a Carmelo Anthony and take you all the way? I don't know. And that's not doubting him as a player. I think he's a, bona fide star in the NBA in the making, probably the number one overall pick, but it's just asking a lot of a young kid to do that in March. Um, I don't really know if like walk can Walker Kessler take over a game offensively for you. We know he can do it defensively. Um, so yeah, that uh, UCLA Auburn as good a job as Ed Cooley has done. I think Providence could get bounced early. Yeah, I do too. I hope not. Because I like the story there. Ed Cooley is a phenomenal coach. I love the Friars. I like their style of basketball. But it, it's a little little dinosaurish with how they play. It's a little old school. Um, if they get into a, uh, a fast-paced game, I don't know if they can hold up. Um, so those are my three. But, um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll uh, fill out brackets like every other person in the world when the, uh, the brackets are released. But, yeah, so there we go. Um, all right, so here we go. Tables, I am turning them as we speak. So, fire away. I was in Atlanta at Denmark High School in Alpharetta for the Under Armour Next Camp. Tons of Ole Miss targets there, tons of stuff going on. So, who do you want to talk about first? Well, let's just let's just start off the bat for people who don't know about the Under Armour Next series. What was this camp? Where were you? You know, what does it kind of look like? And what's the goal of these showcases for those who might not know about recruiting the way that, you know, myself and and you do? So, yeah, so it's essentially a camp for 2023, 2024, 2025. And there was actually a couple, I think there were two 2026 guys there. We'll talk about at least one. I would venture (laughs) to think we will discuss him at one point. So, um, yeah, so it's an opportunity for these young high school players come in, compete one-on-one drills, uh, or excuse me, one-on-one matchups, drills. Um, so like specific football drills, combine type stuff. Um, and then they do some testing as well. The weather was absolutely atrocious. Uh, the day before I arrived in Atlanta, and it was 64 degrees and just absolutely just perfect. Chef's kiss. Played nine holes of golf. I even opted to walk. They didn't have any carts. Um, no free ads, but shout out River Pines. Um, great, great track. Really enjoyable walk. The weather was fantastic. Um, my guys, Larry and Seth, played with them. Uh, so, yeah, day, day I got there, it was amazing. Weather was perfect. 
played some golf, but then man, on Sunday left the hotel, it was 42 and just pouring down rain. Gross. So I, so I get to Denmark high school, everything's still on. Um, players are getting there, checking in. Uh, they did all their testing height, weight. I don't know if they did anything in terms of like a 40 or a broad jump or anything like that inside. They would not allow media to be in there. Um, but basically it's like an NFL combine style testing. So I believe per the website, uh, 40 yard dash, vertical jump, pro agility, all that stuff. That was all indoors. Media was not allowed to go in. Once I got out on the field, it's all going through drills with all of these former NFL college players. Um, uh, Tom Luganbill was out there. Uh, Craig Hobart, uh, the rest of the Under Armour folks uh, were out there. Uh, going through evaluating um, so they're receiving individual individual instruction um, and then also competing you know one-on-one -on -one type stuff so the offensive linemen defensive linemen are going at it and you've got some wide receiver db uh, running back linebacker you know going through some pass skeleton type stuff and then they wrap it all up each position group they announced uh, mvps and then they announced um, invites to their under armor america game future 50 events and anything like that. So a um, lot going on. Um, weather slowed down a little bit. It eventually stopped raining. But uh, but yeah, out there from, I guess, 9 o'clock to about 3 o'clock, um, going through uh, the whole gauntlet there. So it was, uh, it was a good time. There were, I think that they said it was a record. There were over 40 media members there. So, uh, so yeah, it was good. And uh, they all get exclusive Under Armour gear. Um, I think Tom Luganbill was saying all the cleats, gloves, everything that they were given was all exclusive Under Armour All-America game type stuff. You can't buy it at Dick's. You can't get it at, you know, can't get it online at East Bay or anything. It was all exclusive. So pretty cool uh, opportunity for all the players to get there and compete and uh, learn from some of the uh, NFL greats that were there helping uh, with instruction and coaching. And now am I, am I correct in, in thinking that to, to be – in attendance at one of these Under Armour camps. We talked about the showcases that TCU and SMU are putting on. They're open to anyone, ninth through 12th grade. These Under Armour camps are, you have to either be like nominated by your high school coach or selected by the Under Armour All-American like committee or whatever, right? Yeah, so it's, I'm 99.9% .9 sure that it is an invite-only event. Okay. So it wasn't a... Come one, come all type deal. No. So it's invite only. So it's the best um, of the best. And now with yes. that, you were there, you were in person, you saw these, these guys compete. Give me, let's go the top three names that really stood out to you who are on Ole Miss's radar uh, okay. for any of the classes. <laughs> it doesn't matter what year they are, but just three guys that you saw and were like, okay, this kid's legit. I think we'll start defense first. Um, I thought Xavier Hardy was impressive in one-on-ones. Um, he was incredibly versatile with what he did in the one-on-one -on -one drills. Um, lined up as a defensive end, but showed some power, has a couple inside moves, and then had the speed to get around the edge. Um, made it look pretty effort effortless. He was impressive. Um, talked to him afterwards. 
really big kid, well-built for going into his senior season. Um, he got an interview, uh, or I should say a post coming out later this week, but um, he spoke very highly of Ole Miss. Um, essentially said that the hire of, uh, or the hiring of Dane Stevens, who was at USC, um, was big for Ole Miss. Uh, he has a really good relationship with, uh, with Dane Stevens. Um, he actually released a top eight, I believe, last week or two weeks ago. Ole Miss is in it. Um, they were not in the mix at all. And uh, Ole Miss is in the top eight. USC is not. So I think that that's pretty indicative of how how high uh, regard he holds Stevens. Um, and so I'm looking at his top eight right now, and he released this on the 22nd. So about a week ago, uh, his top eight is Ole Miss, Jackson State, South Carolina, Florida State, Florida, Miami, Georgia, and UCF. So primarily in-state schools and then a couple of uh, – big names in there with Ole Miss, South Carolina, and Georgia. And then of course the Jackson state effect with Deion Sanders down there. Now they're always yeah. seeming to be in the mix a little bit with some of these guys, but you can go ahead and probably cross that one off the list and kind of just make it more of a top seven. Right. Yeah. I think right now it's probably a top three in no particular order of Florida, South Carolina, and Ole Miss. Um, I think depending on how, how hard they push, uh, Georgia is going to be in the mix, just in-state school, and they just won a national championship. Elite defensive uh, team there with Kirby Smart and the rest of that staff. Uh, but, I mean, look, I, I think Ole Miss feels like they're in a good spot with him. And for a guy that is listed at 6'5", 260, and when I was standing there talking to him, he was in slides. So he wasn't in cleats. He was just in sandals. And – I'm not very tall. I'm 5'10 on a good day, and he was towering over me. So already height, weight, the frame is there, and then seeing him in one-on-one -on -one against some of the best in the Southeast, and he more than held his own. Um, going over to the offensive side, I wrote about him. You can see it at omspirit.com, part of on3.com. Uh, Aiden Williams, dude, he was – looks special. Um didn't really skip a beat in anything. Uh, ran the gauntlet drill, going down the line, plucked every pass out of the air, made it look really easy. I was telling somebody earlier today, <clears throat> in one-on-one -on -one drills, he looked bored. Um, <laughs> it, it, the route running is already there. It's it, it's really crisp. Looks like he's done it before. It wasn't a thing that he learned during the instructional period. From uh, Torrey Smith was the uh, former NFL player that was working with the receivers. Uh, it wasn't like he had just learned this route. I mean, he was running some very, very technical, uh, technically savvy double moves, was turning DBs around. Um, really strong performance from him. Earned an invite to the future 50. He's already going to the Under Armour game. Um, he was pretty special in person. I think Ole Miss leads right now. Um, Florida State, Oregon is in there. I don't really get the sense that Mississippi State is too high on the list there. Um, he did mention to another colleague, uh, Jeremy Johnson, national on three guy that playing close to home is, is something that he holds in high regard, but he's not going to let that dictate his decision. But I do think that Ole Miss and Derek Nix and, um, he, uh, met Charlie Weiss jr. Back in January when he was hired, uh, he, he spoke highly of both of them. Uh, I, I do think 
as of right now, he's Ole Miss's to lose. Georgia is kind of lingering. I don't know if they've offered or not yet. I don't think they have. Um, but it's funny. I mentioned Georgia. He does kind of remind me body style, the way he runs routes, really smooth, um, very strong hands. Um, reminds me a lot of George Pickens. Um, he was very impressive throughout the day. Um, and then another guy, um, staying on the offensive side, I thought Dante Dowdle looked really good. Um, the running back out of Picayune got the Ole Miss offer last week. Um, I know there's some kind of, you know, will he stay on offense? Do, do, do people want him as a linebacker? Cause I mean, if, if you're looking at the size, um, probably the best looking running back that was in attendance. And there were some really good ones there. Uh, Justice Haynes was there. Um, probably the number one running back that was in attendance. Um, five-star kid out of Georgia. Dowdle was probably the most physically imposing running back that was there. He look, I've never seen him in person, um, but I don't think he does a ton of route running for Picayune. Um, I mean, he's a guy that ran for, shoot, uh, I think he ran for well over 2,000 yards um, as a junior. Yeah, 2,554 yards and 28 touchdowns. Um, Pretty good. The Mac, Max Preps Player of the Year in Mississippi. Picayune went 13-1, and one, won the 5A state championship. Um but he looked pretty smooth running routes, catching footballs. Um, it actually looked like he looked pretty, pretty seamless to him. It didn't look like something that, that um, he was unfamiliar with. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was told he was running in the four fives and the 40 yard dash. I think that's what Ole Miss is, is looking for. Um, you know, how well can he run? Can, can he, can he, can he show some top end speed to play running back at the next level? He was impressive. I know there were some national guys that are echoing what I'm saying. They thought that he looked really, really impressive going through the drills, um, going up against coverage. Um, and then, yeah, just a guy that was every bit of 6'2", 215, 220. Um, I, I think that, that Ole Miss is, is definitely in the mix there. Um, I think uh, outside of Ole Miss, uh, he's got offers from Auburn, Florida State, Oregon, um, that offer list is going to continue to grow, but I think he's got a, a really good relationship with Derek Nix. He told me that um, the relationship with, with Markel Blackwell is growing. He doesn't know him too well, but um, he's starting to build that relationship. And he talked with him on the phone when they gave him the offer. Um, he was impressive uh, for sure. Um, going on the list of. Uh, and so with, with Dowdle, um, he on three.com. Y'all go check it out. Just released their new updated recruiting rankings for uh, all of the classes. But most importantly, they have reset the rankings and the numbers and the stars mm -hmm. for the class of 2023. And Dado was listed as the number seven running back in the nation behind Cedric Baxter, who's probably going to go to Florida or Florida State. Uh, Ruben Owens, who will likely stay in Texas. Richard Young, Ruben Ru Ru Owens just just uh, got a USC visit on the docket, so look out there for uh, for Lincoln Riley. That's an interesting interesting uh, development there. Richard Young, Justice Haynes, Jeremiah Love, Caleb Hicks, Caleb Hicks. I don't know how to pronounce that one. And then Dante Dowdle, and Dowdle is you know six two two twenty, like you said, running four or five speed, listed as the number seven running back in the country. 
Now, my question for you is, you know, you mentioned that teams may look for him to move over to the defensive side of the ball, potentially in that linebacker position. I believe he currently plays some defensive end for, for his high school. Um, but I don't know that to be a fact. Um, do you think that if Ole Miss was to get him in Oxford, do you think they would give him a chance in the running back room to fill it out with a guy like Zach Evans and, and the other players that are coming in like Junkins, et cetera. Or do you think that that Ole Miss would be looking for him to transition to that defensive side of the ball? Or is it too early to tell? Well, from what I saw, he's running back. Um, now I'm not doubting him as a, as a defensive player. He could be great on that side of the ball too. He looked like a running back. Um, Reminded me a lot of Snoop Connor, but he's bigger. He's taller um, than Snoop. But, yeah, he, he ran really well. He, he, he excelled in the bag drills. His feet were, were pretty nice and going through those drills. Um, nice little jump cut, um, very quick feet. And then, like I said, good hands, um, running routes and, and catching the football and getting upfield. Um, so, yeah, I think, he's, I think he's running back. Um, I actually posted uh, today – in the uh, names to know series uh, today, we look, looked at linebackers and actually added him in there as just kind of a, you know, Hey, like could be a thing, could not. Um, from what I saw on Sunday though, I think he's, he's a running back. That makes sense. I mean, he looks like it when you watch his film. I just think it's interesting that you mentioned people might be looking for him to move over to that defensive side of the ball. Cause I'm with you. I, I don't think it would make any sense to take such a strong, hard runner, who just gets downhill and keeps keeps moving, and I don't mm-hmm. think you take him out of his natural position and move him to the defensive side of the ball. So that that's that's definitely you know good to hear, considering that when you look at Ole Miss's running back room for the future, they're missing that kind of third Snoop Connor esque player, and and Dowdle could provide that. That would be interesting. Sticking on offense, someone that I have been uh, very excited about and hopeful for. Um, being the offensive line guru, if you will, that I am, will conform me. Uh, 6'7", 295, probably going to end up playing around 320, 325 when he gets to campus, gets in a college weight system, starts getting work with the nutrition program at a Division One school. He's a Tuscaloosa guy. Do you think Ole Miss has any shot to go into Alabama territory and pull him up to Oxford? You know, I do. I posted the, uh, the interview with him earlier today. Um, he told me, you know, Hey, the offer from Alabama, Nick Saban, it's a, it's an honor. Um, it's a, it's a huge deal, but you know, he said it's not going to weigh any heavier than any other offer. Um, you know, he actually told me, you know, he grew up watching Alabama, um, cheering for the tide, but he said, you know, now he's more a fan of players. He likes to watch film and find guys that, that he likes to pattern his game after. So I don't think this is going to be a case as of now of, well, Alabama offered him. It's a no go. Um, he's been to Ole Miss, I believe four times now unofficially since last right. summer. Uh, Jake Thornton's done an outstanding job recruiting him. Um, Formby talked about, he has a great relationship with not only Thornton, but the rest of the staff, they have weekly calls to check in, talk, talk ball, but talk about everything else. Um, 
He says he intends on taking his officials this spring, this summer, and then uh, making a decision before his senior year. Um, I think Ole Miss is in a good spot with him. Um, he kind of lit up when I asked about Ole Miss, talked a lot about how his family likes it down there. They love the staff. They uh, plan on going down sometime later this spring. Uh, he kind of laughed and said when the, when, the, when the weather gets a little better, they're going to go down for a baseball series and stay the whole weekend. Um, I think Tennessee's in it. I think Clemson's in it. Alabama will probably get a visit because it's just down the road. Uh, Penn State's kind of a team to watch out for here. And then Kentucky with Stoops and, and that staff and, and their history of recruiting offensive linemen and, and getting them to the next level. I think they're always a factor here. I think Ole Miss, though, might be the favorite, honestly. Um, if you're playing the follow the visits game, Ole Miss has got a big time lead on everyone else. Um, so he was impressive in one-on-ones. I, I talked about how he physically imposing, he towered over everybody. Um, he had a one-on-one where God initially beat him on the inside and then he just got his hands, got, got, got the big paws on him and then just threw him to the ground. Um, so lined up in one-on-ones at right tackle, but I mean, elite feet. I mean, that's kind of where you start with offensive linemen. How, how well do they move their feet? Because you can kind of build around everything else. But like you said, he'll, he'll continue to grow. He can put on some good weight. I mean, he looks like a, he looks like he can play power forward right now in the SEC, big kid, lean, um, really long arms, but yeah, he, uh, he showed out in one-on-ones and, um, even with the Alabama offer, I still think Ole Miss is in the lead. That's that's. I mean, that would be interesting to go in there and, and to Tuscaloosa and get somebody who I yeah. think has the potential to be a very viable Power Five starter for two, if not three, even four years. He could step into a Division One system, and and although he looks like this nice kid from you know Tuscaloosa, Alabama, on the outside. He's got some nasty to him, you know. When you when you get him down there in the trenches, he flashes some some real ability to to get down and dirty and gritty and get up there and and throw his defender into the turf and just keep bullying defenders down the field with the the run game behind him. Um, I love his his natural ability to just bend and flex, uh, which is obviously a huge thing for offensive linemen is, is that that flexibility is key. Um, something that goes extremely underrated with offensive linemen is that flexibility. Yeah. Gotta be able to bend at the hips as big as you are. Football that's talk. great. But you gotta, you gotta have that leverage. You gotta have that ability to keep up with a defensive lineman defensive end. Who's coming from that three point track stance off the edge. You gotta be able to get back and, and keep up with him. And, and, and Formby does that. Um, and so with that one, I'll say one program I didn't mention, he does have a, a, a visit scheduled to Oklahoma this weekend. So that relationship that he has with the staff at Ole Miss, probably coming back to bite Ole Miss a little bit here with Jeff Levy now in Norman with the Sooners. He's going there this weekend for a visit. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that they're towards the top of the list at this point, but again, Visit could change that. Um, I do think, though, that Ole Miss is, is, has got a sizable lead right now. 
So with that, we're going to take a pause. We're going to go listen to our sponsors, hear from the good people who keep the lights on here at, at hashtag not committed. Let's take a break. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant, bar, and entertainment space on South Lamar. They now have an updated menu with non-barbecue options from Tex-Mex to Mississippi Delta catfish to smash burgers. And you can contact Lamar Yard for your private events for the spring and summer. They have a dedicated event coordinator who will help you plan your event from start to finish, and they offer on-site catering. Weddings to Greek parties or corporate events, Lamar Yard is the perfect place to host your next party. Lamar Yard is Oxford's quintessential family and pet friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at lamaryard.com. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than So Wild and South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two for one Moscow mules, all of that and more, the best and brightest in-house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662-238-3500 and place your order today. Show also brought to you by Memphis restauranteur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. You can learn more about the nationwide shipping at irisetc.com and you can also book a virtual cooking class online at table22.com slash iris. Kelly English Restaurant Group in Memphis, Second Line Restaurant Iris and the Magnolia House down on the coast in Biloxi. Show is also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over, see Cody Allen and the rest of the crew take on their challenge of the wide plush Zoiza fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, the driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. And we are back here, not committed, talking Under Armour Next Camp in Atlanta. I was there over the weekend. Grayson is uh, putting me through the gamut here, asking me all sorts of questions of who I saw, what I thought, the latest with their recruitment. Uh, where do you want to go next? So I think we should move on to Joseph Head. Um, I think this is an interesting guy down there in, in Mississippi playing for Holmes County High School. He is considered a hard commit to Mississippi State, and most people 
would believe that he's going to stick with that commitment. However, Ole Miss remains hot on his trail. He has some other offers from Southern Miss, South Alabama, other schools that are likely not in the mix. This, this is an in-state recruit who's probably going to stay in-state, 6'4", 225, edge rusher, three-star guy where you look most places. Um, do you think that Ole Miss has any chance of breaking through that barrier that has been put up by the Bulldogs, or do you think that the hard commit is going to stay exactly that? Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't claim to be a guru on the locations in Mississippi and which program typically favors better in those locations. Uh, I would guess that Lexington, Mississippi and Holmes County is, is more of a Mississippi state territory than an Ole Miss one. Um, but look, I, you can't ignore the job that Randall Joyner's done with the defensive line since he's been in Oxford. Um, Sam Williams had an All-American year off the edge, and then um, they've recruited extremely well at that position. Uh, I, I, I'm, you're never going to say never in recruiting. Um, that would be foolish. Uh, I do think that Ole Miss could potentially come into the mix here. Um, and, you know, we'll see. He committed um, back in January to the Bulldogs. Still a long way away until signing day. Um, I think Ole Miss is going to do everything in their power to get him on campus as much as possible, to talk to him. Um, a bit undersized at 225, going up against some of the bigger guys um, at the camp. But, man, there were some one-on-ones that he, either with his speed to get the offensive tackle on their heels or just a straight bull rush, um, there was one rep in particular that he just absolutely put somebody on their backside. Um, so a little light in the pants at 225, but he's got some pop there um, getting underneath the shoulder pads. Um, they didn't have him on that day, but um, really got in um, under those hands on the, uh, I don't remember who the offensive tackle was, but he just absolutely, uh, I guess a reverse pancake. I don't know what you would call that for a defensive end. Um, maybe a waffle. Maybe we start that. Maybe <laughs> maybe waffles are for uh, defensive end pancakes. But, yeah, I mean, explosive, really good speed. Used his hands well in one-on-one drills and then looked the part going through the bags and um, showing that athleticism and those quick feet. So he's a guy that I think is someone that uh, could potentially see his stock rise if he continues to go to camps and go to camps on campus. Um, whether that's junior day or, or anything in terms of an elite camp during the spring and summer. Um, but yeah, definitely has the frame to add to it. Only 225 right now, but could probably play around 235, 240 and still be effective. He was I impressive. I, I was, I, I, you know, I hadn't seen him live. I'm only seeing a couple huddle clips, but he looked the part and uh, he uh, really made a name for himself. Yeah. And I think he's someone like, Joseph had is interesting where you, we're talking about how he is a little bit lighter. And when you look at what, um, now I'm not comparing them as players at all. I'm speaking strictly based on their frame. Um, a guy like Damon Clowney, when he committed to Ole Miss and enrolled at Ole Miss, he was listed. It depends on where you look. Um, he was listed at 6'4", 225, give or take out of high school. 
Mm-hmm. And Joseph Head is currently listed at 6'4", 225. And now Clowney in his second year, entering what is to be his third year with the program here in 2022, he's listed on the Ole Miss website at 6'3", 255. So a guy like Joseph Head could come into the program and you could put 25, 30 pounds of just pure muscle on him like they did with a guy like Damon Clowney with a very similar shape and frame. And you could have him play that edge position a lot bigger than he currently is. Like we said, he's, he is undersized. Um, but, but I think you're right in that over the next 365 days, or I guess a little bit under until national signing day next February. in I think it's February 1st, 2023. Um, between now and then, I think, I think head's going to get some, some more offers um, because people are going to see, his ability to pack on that weight similar to someone like a Damon Clowney who came in at, at, at 6'3", 6'4", 225, and is now mm-hmm. playing up at 255. So that could be a very interesting development to watch, sticking on the defensive side of the ball. Something that Ole Miss fans are probably thrilled to hear, Ole Miss is recruiting a linebacker. Believe it or not, there is a <laughs> linebacker target for Ole Miss in the class of 23, Tavius Hinton, uh, Tavius Hinton, I think is how you actually say it, not Tavius, but um, 6'3", 215, four-star guy out of Hattiesburg, has offers from Colorado, Michigan, Mississippi State, Auburn's in the mix, and then I think West Virginia and a couple of Florida schools are also in there as well. Ole Miss isn't recruiting him super, super hard from what I understand but that's expected to pick up over the next year or so. And I think he could end up being one of the guys that Ole Miss holds in very high regard to keep in state, which again, Lane Kiffin has made it very clear. He is going to recruit nationally. He's going to recruit the best players. He's going to leave spots open for the transfer portal. As we have seen in the last two years, Mississippi keeping Mississippi guys in state, just because they're from Mississippi may not be, as big of a deal to somebody like Ole Miss, to the staff that are like Lane Kiffin, to the staff at Ole Miss. But Tavius Hinton is someone who could be an impact player regardless of where he's from. So he's someone that Ole Miss would likely like to keep in state. I'm curious to hear what you thought of him over the weekend and whether Ole Miss is gearing up to make a legitimate push for him down the stretch. Yeah, and I, full disclosure, I don't know if he was there. Um, now, I could have missed him. There was a lot going on. Um, the weather was an issue. They were doing their best to keep the media on the track and not out there in the mix on the field with some of the other official Under Armour media people. But um, whether I, I saw him or not, um, he's someone that really had a huge junior season. He had 88 tackles, 21 and a half tackles for loss at Hattiesburg. Um, the offer sheet is is not very loud right now. Mississippi State, Colorado, Southern. Ole Miss is keeping tabs on him, though. I think that it'll be a recruitment that has been kind of the MO of this staff with Kiffin is if they are not a surefire bona fide star, they want to bring them in, work them out in person, see what they look like, see what they run, and uh, then decide if they want to pursue and, and give them an offer. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, 
the the size is certainly there, six one, close to two hundred pounds. Um, but yeah, I think that that's kind of where things stand right now. Is they're probably going to want to bring him onto campus for a junior day or an elite camp in the summer, see how he runs, see how he does in drills. Um, last cycle, they did a thing with uh, several prospects that they ended up offering and some that they ended up signing where they would do private workouts. They would ask him, hey, do you want to go in here and watch some film? Then we come back out in the IPF, running through some drills privately just with us and the staff, and then we'll go from there. Could be the case here with Hinton, but, um, but yeah, I think right now Mississippi State is in the mix. They've offered him Memphis. I know he took a visit there. Um, I don't know how in it Colorado is, even though they've offered I don't know if he's actually taken a visit there, but um, yeah, I mean, Ole Miss has recruited down in the Pine Belt pretty well over the years. Um, you know, obviously Snoop Connor with the Hattiesburg, and then they signed John Rice Plumley, who was from Oak Grove. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of where things are with him. And again, I, I didn't see him on Sunday. I was told he was going to be there. He could have been there. I'm not sure whether it could have kept him from going, but, um, but yeah, I think that's where things are. They'll probably do an in-person evaluation and then decide if they want to pursue or not. So let's, let's talk about the flashy position that everyone cares most about because that's what the quarterback position is. Now, I don't know if he was there on Sunday, but I do know that there was another quarterback there on Sunday that we will get to in a second, but let's talk a little bit about, Braden Graham out of Lipscomb down the street from, from where I am currently recording this podcast sat behind um, Luther Richardson last year, who went on to play at Cincinnati is set to take over Trent Dilfer's offense in 2022. Um, Ole Miss offered him last summer after watching him throw. And then Charlie Weiss jr. Has already stopped by music city uh, to visit with Braden Graham I believe Graham has said that he loves what Ole Miss is doing. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that he is probably leaning towards Ole Miss at this point. Now there's a lot of ball left to play. Um, mm-hmm. Was he there on Sunday? He was, and I spoke with him. I'll have a, uh, a post out uh, later this week with him. But, yeah, I mean, continues to say all the right things about Ole Miss. Loves Kiffin, loves Weiss. Um and like you said, Kiffin and, and Charlie Weiss Jr. came to Nashville. They actually put him through a quick workout, watched him throw. Um, I, continues to speak incredibly high of, of Ole Miss. But to show you kind of – or I guess to tell you uh, to prove just how talented he is, like you said, didn't start a game last year, played behind a Cincinnati signee. But um, just from camps and film and, and – people seeing him throw. And I know that Mike Bobo was there in attendance as well on Sunday. Um, Georgia's offered him. Kentucky's offered him. We already talked about Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Miami, Tennessee, Wake Forest, Texas, Florida, and Michigan. Um, Those are where he's planning on going uh, this spring and summer. So he's got a busy schedule. Um, But, yeah, when Mike Bobo has already offered, Kentucky's already offered, and Ole Miss, that's – three places that recruit incredibly well and know a thing or two about quarterbacks. So um, he looked good. Um, 
you know, wet conditions. Uh, they were doing their best to keep the balls dry, but um, looked really good, strong arm, um, and every bit of 6'1", 6'2", probably a little bit bigger than 185 now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the ball jumps out of his hand. He looked good. Um, I thought that he excelled when they were actually – most of the quarterback drills early on were just guys standing still and they were throwing to spots. But then once they got into some one-on-one type stuff, him throwing the ball, very mature approach to throwing two receivers and throwing them open. Um, there were several routes where, and I'm not hundred percent sure because we weren't allowed to be that close. I don't know if the quarterbacks knew the routes that the receivers were running. I think it was just a matter of reading what they were running and then anticipating and throwing. Um, so there were a couple times, not 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 just Braden Graham, but some of the quarterbacks were having to kind of double clutch and, you know, wait for the receiver to, you know, show their hands or to turn. But uh, there were several times when there was some really good coverage and he was putting it in spots where his receivers and only his receivers were going to be able to catch it. Um, that's, that's pretty special. That's hard to teach um, for a guy that not only has not played a ton of high school ball, but for someone that young. Um, he looked really good, um, not only in just the drills and, and, and spinning it to, you know, stationary targets, but, um, throwing to guys that were out moving in motion, wet, dreary, cold conditions. Um, he impressed. So, uh, I liked what I saw from him seeing him throw in person. I'll be at the elite 11 regionals in Nashville. He said that he probably won't, um, well, actually, probably won't. He, he He's not eligible to compete because he is a sophomore going into his junior season. But uh, he will be there in attendance watching the regionals. So I'll catch up with him again um, in May when I'm there for that. But, yeah, a guy that is definitely on the radar for Ole Miss. And I do think he's a name to know for uh, Ole Miss fans. And what's interesting about him, for those listening at home, he's a class of 2024 guy out of Lipscomb Academy. We'll have two years at LA to run Trent Dilfer's offense. We've seen what Trent Dilfer does with quarterbacks has turned a guy like Luther Richardson into a potential starter at Cincinnati down the road. Now what's interesting with Braden is he is so young. He's only 6'1", 185 ish. At least that's what he listed on the on three.com database, not yet ranked in the system because it is so early but he's going to to generate a lot of buds, especially if he can have a little bit of a late high school growth spurt, maybe add an inch, maybe two, couple couple extra pounds on top of um, his current frame. But what's interesting with him is that, oh, I totally lost my train of thought, but he is so young and, and primed to learn the game under such a well-rounded veteran that he could step into a team like Ole Miss and not necessarily be the day one starter um, would likely play in a backup role to someone like Jackson Dart in his potentially final year on campus, maybe to an Arch Manning, maybe to another quarterback that comes in with the class of 2023, but Braden Graham could sneakily grow into a, a bona fide power five at the very least a, a solidified backup um, who you can rely on in situations where if the quarterback goes down, you can look for him to step up into that starting role and, and not be too worried about him um, 
being unable to make the throws that he needs to make. That's the biggest takeaway, kind of like what you said on Sunday, is that he can throw throw guys open. And so it'll be fun to watch him develop over the next two years. And now staying at the quarterback position, we have talked about him before. He's coming back up again. I will put my hand up here about as high as it can go and say that I got got on Julian Lewis, the eighth grade quarterback. He's considered the number one quarterback in the country in the eighth grade, whatever that means. I don't know. But we talked two weeks ago now about his, uh, I guess we can now say alleged conversation with Bill O'Brien on TikTok in which there were some screenshots of Juju sending Bill O'Brien his clips from Fortnite. And we laughed about the fact that Bill O'Brien, who has been the general manager of an NFL team, had to react to an eighth grader, eighth graders Fortnite clips. Now I'll let you tell the story here, but we know that it has since been debunked. Um, yes. We know that it is not Julian Lewis who is sending these text messages, which is wild because we need to talk about this and then I'll let you um, explain why we know that it is not him. Um, but Juju Lewis on TikTok has, hold on, efforting. Uh, he has an insane amount of TikTok followers, or at least what we believed, what I believed to be him is at the general Juju. He has 92.7 thousand followers. So keep that in mind, knowing that when I saw this video of these Fortnite clips being sent to Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien, now we know allegedly, um, I went to his profile and saw 92.7 thousand followers. So a, a, a pretty insane amount that would make you believe it is a legitimate account. And now Zach, please explain why we know that it is not actually Julian Lewis. So I just looked and it appears that whatever the profile was that was posing as him has changed the handle. Um, so I guess finally that person was got and outed as, Hey, you're not actually this person. Um, so it would appear that he does have a TikTok account that is Julian Lewis 10 that it still has 3,700 followers. This is a lot. Um, but yeah, so when I talked with Julian, uh, I had to, I was like, all right, first thing I got to ask you <laughs> when he talked to Bill O'Brien and before I could even get into the question, he started laughing and he was like, that's not me. That's a fake account. And so we had a good laugh about that. His dad was there and he was laughing too. So he was like, yeah, he's like, I don't know who that is, but that's not me. And I was like, oh man, okay. That's a bummer. Cause they got a lot of followers, but um, yeah, so it wasn't him. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the only, uh, well, I guess there were two eighth graders uh, made history as the first eighth grader to be invited to the Under Armour All-America game. Uh, so if that's any indication of what kind of quarterback he is, uh, there you go. Um, I mean, when you're watching the quarterbacks out there throw, he didn't look like an eighth grader. Um, really, really live arm, really made it look easy, um, whether it was throwing to stationary targets, warm-ups, and then uh, 
getting out, throwing on the run, throwing to receivers in one-on-ones, very talented kid that's only going to get better. 6'2", 175, 180, um, probably going to continue to get a little bit taller um, if we're going by genetics and just looking at his father that was standing there. His father was was taller than him, so probably a good chance that he'll continue to grow. But, yeah, Ole Miss has offered him, Michigan's offered him, Georgia Tech, Florida, Penn State, and then Georgia, Alabama, and Clemson are keeping tabs on him. But, yeah, incredibly impressive day for him. Uh, turned a ton of heads. Obviously, Tom Luganbill and Craig Hobart saw enough out of him to give him the invite for the All-America game that's in a couple of years. Uh, I will have a, uh interview with him coming out later this week. Um, you know, I, when I was talking to him, I, you know, I said, hey, you, you got plenty of time before you have to make a decision. But, you know, what's, what's your recruitment look like right now? Because it, it's silly because he's 2026 quarterback, but he's already got plenty of offers. So, he said he's, you know, obviously going to continue to go to camps, evaluate his offers and his, you know, different opportunities that he'll have. But he did say he would like to be committed somewhere and be done with recruiting before his senior season. So, um, yeah, Chris Partridge, uh, Lane Kiffin, Charlie Weiss Jr. recruiting him. Partridge is big in the state of Georgia. Um, I mentioned Dane Stevens earlier in the show. His name came up a ton while I was out there. So a guy that's a Georgia native. Um, was out at USC, was recruiting the state of Georgia for the Trojans, and then now he is on staff at Ole Miss. So he is going to be working in tandem with Chris Partridge going into the Peach State to try to bring talent to Ole Miss. But, yeah, Julian Lewis was incredibly impressive. Um, And, yeah, I I don't think if if there were people that were out there just spectating or didn't know who he was, they probably thought he was, you know, a junior or, um, you know, going into his senior season. Which is insane because he's 14 years old. And and think about that for a second. There is a grown man or woman out there. Well, we don't know that they're grown. There is a man, woman, boy, or girl out there who has created a fake TikTok account for a 14-year-old quarterback that has 92.7 thousand followers. Yeah. What a time. What even is this world and i mean what are we who has that kind of time who it's the dumbest matrix it's unbelievable i mean they i got got hand up i just couldn't believe that a fake account would have that many followers because we've seen it with arch mannings where they pop up they get a couple thousand followers and then get shut down because somebody reports them as not being who they they're not arch manning but 92.7 thousand followers. And I just got totally duped by this guy. So if whomever runs this account happens to be an Ole Miss fan and happens to be listening to this podcast, first of all, good on you. You got me. Second of all, shut it down. It's weird. Why are you doing this? The kid is 14. Let him live his life. Unbelievable. But the fact that he was there throwing and you would have thought that he's a sophomore, junior, senior in high school at 14 years old is pretty, pretty impressive. So he'll be fun to speculate on for the next <laughs> five yeah. years, four years now. Um, so with that, we'll go ahead and take our second break and hear from the good people who make this happen here at Ole Miss Spirit on three, not committed with myself and Zach Berry. 
Podcast brought to you by Protection Unlimited Incorporated, the Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis area and North Mississippi for 50 plus years and would love to get your business and or family protected today. They offer cutting edge security for your home or business with video surveillance options and they're monitoring 24 7 365. You can reach them via phone at 901-754-6510 or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. Podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals. They can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at bluffcityadvisory.com. Podcast brought to you by the Barry Home Team. You're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home. Call Stacy and Rick Berry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status, and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them 901-481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Berry Home Team, you can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at SaddleCreekTitle.com or call them 901-753-1600. Show brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They are your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around, give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110 and get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we're back here on Not Committed, talking Under Armour next camp in Atlanta as we close things up, talking about everything that happened on Sunday. Uh, Grace, I think you had one final question or maybe one final recruit to talk about. So I'm just curious. Now, I know who mine is, um, and so I'll, I'll see if we overlap here. Um, we might because I, I think he's a pretty talented fella, but I'm curious – Beyond the class of 2023, because we talked about those guys at the, off the jump. We talked about your three biggest standouts from the weekend. We talked about Head. We talked about Hinton. We talked about uh, Formy. Um, beyond the class of 2023, so 2024, 25, 26, even if you want to include Julian Lewis in this conversation, who is kind of the one guy you look forward to? watching develop and grow um, as they continue on with their high school career, who is a little on the younger side and can potentially be someone who blossoms into a five-star recruit or a three or four-star recruit that plays well above their star level. Okay. I'm going to cheat here and I'm going to give you two. Okay. Uh, KJ Bolden, the athlete out of Buford, Georgia, um, he wasn't competing. He tweaked, uh, I don't know if it was a hamstring or he just tweaked something in a track meet and did not compete. But, uh, I mean, a guy that runs a 10, seven, 600 meter dash, um, 
as a, uh, as a 2024 prospect. Um, so as a sophomore, that's what he's doing. Um, the offer sheet is loud, all caps. I mean, just turned all the way up to 11. Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Florida State, LSU, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Ole Miss are in the mix. Um, I was out there most of the day hanging around some of the, the other on three analysts from Notre Dame, from Michigan, from Georgia, uh, Ohio State, all are high on Bolden. Um, he's a two-way guy for the 14-1 Georgia Class 6A state champion, Buford uh, Wolves. Um, he's going to be a guy that I think is probably either borderline or going to be a five-star uh, before it is all said and done. Outstanding cover corner. Um, I did talk to him. He, he did say uh, that he was really bummed that he couldn't participate because he was wanting to get out there and, and play a little receiver too, because I think most people are recruiting him as a defensive back, but he was wanting to showcase what he could do offensively. Um, the other guy going to the 2025 class, Alvin Henderson, running back out of Elba, Alabama, um, 5'11", 180 pounds, looked really, really good. Really, really smooth running routes, good hands, and then going through the bags looks like a guy that is going into his senior season. Very polished runner, good feet. Um, he went down for the AM game last fall. He said that the atmosphere was like a giant cocktail party. Um, said he really liked the vibe. Ole Miss fans were everywhere. Um, and then he said the offense was something that he could see himself playing in. Um, we'll see, uh, you know, he's got plenty of time. He's only 2025. 20, um, Kevin Smith has now moved on to be the coach, uh, the running backs coach at Miami. So Markwell Blackwell is going to be recruiting him now, but, um, you know, somebody that was a really impressive prospect as a freshman at Elba. Um, I think that his recruitment is going to continue to blow up. Um, going to be a hard sell. Uh, for anyone, not just Ole Miss, anyone to get him out of the state of Alabama if Nick Saban wants him because he's going to continue to grow, get bigger, faster, stronger. And uh, I think that offer sheet's going to continue to grow um, as well. But, yeah, it, very impressive in person. Um, looked the part and uh, held his own in every drill, every one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, he's someone that I think uh, Ole Miss will continue to recruit heavily. But, um, yeah, he's he's going to be a national recruit and someone that, is probably going to have a shot at being a uh, high four-star, five-star before it's all said and done. So we didn't end up crossing over here. My guy to watch is in the class of 2024 with probably one of the best, if not the best name in his class, uh, King Joseph Edwards, 6'4", mm. um, yeah. 233-ish. Two, I think he'll probably play closer to 250 um, on the collegiate level out of, out of Dracula, Georgia. Um, I think it's going to be very difficult to get him out of Georgia. I, I think he's more than likely going to end up playing for the dogs. However, um, I know he was there over the weekend rocking a camouflage hoodie. So he likes to play loud, um, playing both defensive end and tight end uh, for Buford high school down there in Georgia. I'm curious to see whether he develops on either side of the ball into a bona fide prospect, or if he remains listed as an athlete who can play defensive end or tight end, depending on what school recruits him. Um, I think he's, he's someone to watch for sure. Yeah. And um, someone that, and I can't remember if it's, if it's Dacula or Dacula, I can't remember, but he was at Hebron Christian Academy and then, 
chose to transfer over to the powerhouse that is Buford High School. Um, yeah, on three, named him their MVP. Um, the D-line coach, Nathan O'Neill, that was there working for Under Armour, singled him out. Um, yeah, I mean, he dominated in the one-on-ones. Um, incredibly violent hands at the point of attack. Uh, very savvy, mature approach to the position. Someone that will probably definitely be a five-star. And like you said, Georgia is going to be tough to beat um, being inside the state. Um, I did ask him because I was curious. He goes by King. So it's not King Joseph. Sick. It's not Joseph, just King, which, yeah, that's great. Great name. Um, Talked with him a little bit. I'll have that interview coming out later this week as well. But, yeah, I mean, just absolutely dominated the one-on-one portion of the day. Um, and, and you got to remember, uh, you know, more, more than likely going up against guys that are going into their senior season and he was dominating as a 2024 guy. Um, but yeah, A&M's after him, Texas, Florida state, Tennessee, um, everybody's going to want this guy before it's all said and done. He was in incredibly impressive in person. And, um, yeah, he spoke highly of Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin's name came up, obviously, likes what they're doing. That's that's the key here is when you're going up against the big-time Blue Bloods, the Power 5 programs, the heavy hitters like Georgia, like Texas, like Ohio State, that cachet of, of Kiffin's name and, and just everything he does on social media, what he's doing at the program. Ole Miss is winning at a high rate now. Ten-win regular season, never been done before. It gets recruits' attention, and probably somebody like King – that is going to be able to probably pick wherever he wants to go. He'll have his choice. Um, Ole Miss has his attention, so that's better than not having his attention. Um, but, yeah, he, he, he completely dominated, shut it down. Um, so he earned the MVP from, uh, from on three on Sunday. Yeah, he's going to be fun to watch. Um, and, and changing complete topics here before we go ahead and close, close out this episode of not committed Um, actually also on the defensive side of the ball, but someone who had, it's already come through the Ole Miss program is looking to get ready for the next level. I'm sitting here. I have NFL network on in front of me. This, the NFL scouting combine opens today. We'll really kick off with drills and all that later this week. One of the participants, someone whom for whom, which, Ole Miss fans are very familiar is Chance Campbell, the linebacker who came in for as a grad transfer from Maryland last year, absolutely dominated as a rebel headed off to the NFL. We'll be participating in the NFL combine this week. Um, I believe he starts his drill portion on March 5th, but he is partnering with uplifting athletes, which is a, nonprofit organization that inspires the rare disease community with hope through the power of sport. Um, I believe that uplifting athletes has worked closely with Mac Brown and what he does with ALS and the awesome lemonade stand. Well, chance has now partnered with uplifting athletes and he's doing something pretty cool that I'd like to plug here. I know we don't do no, we, we don't do free ads and all that stuff, but I think this is a very different thing for a very, very good cause um, that's worth talking about. And so Chance is partnered with Rare rare Diseases for the NFL Combine. And you can go on to 
the website now, Uplifting Athletes. If you search Chance Campbell, it'll pop up. Or you can go over to Chance's Twitter and you can see the link that he posted um, earlier this weekend. He has, he has partnered with Uplifting Athletes and you can pledge whatever amount of money you choose to pledge um, for each inch that he, he jumps during the broad jump section of the NFL combine on March 5th. So he says that his goal is 120 inches. So if you were to pledge say 50 cents per inch, then that would come out to about a $60 donation. Obviously in the system, it'll get shaken out. However, they, they do their thing, but you know, you pledge 50 cents, he jumps 120 inches you are then donating $60 to the cause. You can also just go on there and donate whatever you feel like donating to uplifting athletes and the great cause that they have helped support over the past couple of years, particularly working with Mac Brown and the stuff he does with ALS and then now Chance. So it's a, a cause that's very close to Ole Miss and that has ties to the Rebels. So I think that's a pretty cool way of doing it rather than just saying, hey, I'm doing a fundraiser for this cause. He is asking people to pledge a certain amount of money per every inch of his broad jump with his goal being 120 inch broad jump at the NFL Combine. So again, you can go on there uh, to Uplifting Athletes and see Chance's fundraiser on their website or you can head over to his Twitter um, and he posted on February 27th, I believe it's his top tweet. I don't know if it's pinned, but I believe it's at the top. Um, you can go click through that link and pledge however much you feel like contributing to the cause uh, per inch of his broad jump. So just something that I thought was pretty neat. He was hoping to raise $3,000, has already raised $3,000 and $3,044 with um, a significant amount of pledges, myself included, uh, per inch at the broad jump on March 5th. So it's another way to get excited about the combine, um, another way to root for Chance Campbell to really just crush it and see his draft stock rise, but also support a great cause. So if you haven't heard of it before this, now is your chance to get involved and support a really cool cause through a really unique kind of different way of looking at donations um, for a player who came in and, and made a huge impact and was beloved by his teammates, the coaching staff for his leadership and his motivation there in Oxford. So I just thought I would give chance a shout out for what he's doing uh, for the combine this week. And, and we'll see, you know, how he performs, but it'd be fun to see him go maybe round three, maybe round four of the NFL draft this year. Um, and donate a lot of money to a great cause on top of it. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, yeah, you can donate to that and pledge to uh, to help out a, a great cause and a great organization. And then, yeah, also, hey, hope Chance performs well at the Combine. So yeah, it helps everybody. So that's, that's pretty cool. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Not Committed. Covered a lot today. Talked a lot recruiting and then uh, doing a, uh, a great, uh, you know, we normally say no free ads, but I'll, I'll, I'll plug that uh, for Chance Campbell um, all day, every day. So that's cool. Um, yeah. Thanks to the listener for tuning in.
Thanks to Grayson for joining me and thanks to the lovely sponsors for making it all possible. So uh, we will have another episode later this week to talk uh, anything and everything recruiting. Ole Miss has a big junior day, uh, big visit weekend planned. We'll talk about that and anything else that pops up. So Grayson, thank you as always. And uh, until next time, we out. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.